Devin, what has been going on with you? Woo! So y'all know that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh But I will just say this. um, This past weekend, I celebrated one of my best friends, um, Christian Green's birthday, his 35th Mm -hmm. birthday, actually. Um, We'll just say it was a movie. I'm just not sure what genre of a movie it was. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Where did you guys, um, what did you guys do? Did you go clubbing? Did you go out? What did you do? We um, had an Airbnb um, in Henderson mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. went to dinner and then we got a, a party bus picked us up and then we went to this club called Embassy, um, which was interesting it was it was lively i'll say that they play mm-hmm. like a lot of old school music and new music um mm-hmm. it, it was a straight club so it was it was really fun to be honest mm-hmm. um so i had a lot of fun i met some really cool people i will say this um like-minded individuals tend to like connect immediately and i think everyone that was there um is successful in their own right and just literally wanted to enjoy being outside, to be honest, and enjoying each other's company. So we had um, a family cookout on Saturday, um, salmon, shrimp skewers. I did my mac and cheese with no chicken because there were some um, (laughs) pescatarians. Um, And we just had fellowship. Like We were in the pool, we're drinking. Um, We're supposed to have like a game night that night, but I think everyone was still kind of tired from Friday. Um, So we scratched that and we ended up going to um, Fremont a little later that evening. But all in all, I really enjoyed myself. Now, I won't ever drive again and I won't drive by myself. Um, Next time, if I do go, I will be um, flying because that three hours and 45 minute drive um, mm. could, depending on when you leave, you could be stuck in traffic. Um, a friend of mine left the Friday when I arrived and he said he was in traffic for four hours mm. and still had to do the additional three hours to get home. Mm. So a seven mm. hour drive wasn't going to happen. Wow. That's a long time. It was a yeah. it was a lot. So I left, which is probably not the best thing. I left Sunday morning at 341. Um and I was getting a little tired. So I pulled to like I guess it's like the off skirts where like the shopping mall is all is at. And mm-hmm. I waited there for like an hour and fell asleep and then woke back up and was like, all right, let's go before the traffic gets here. Cause you know, everybody tried to leave on Sunday and that wasn't mm-hmm. gonna be not by myself. Right. I don't blame you. But you were gonna ask me something. What were you gonna say? I was gonna ask, how was your week? 
my week was a lot better than last because remember last week I said <laughs> I was going to try to do more for myself and, you know, start reading my books and just doing stuff that I wanted to do. So I did. I started, um, you know, even though it's not really anything exciting, but like really getting outside more, taking more walks, mm-hmm. being conscious about doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? And not just sitting in front of the computer and work, work, work. I really took some time for myself and I felt the difference in it, um, taking the time for myself. I felt the difference in myself, rather, I should say, taking the time and doing some things other than just working, sleep, eat, working, sleep, eat, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was pretty, I mean, nothing exciting because I am still working, but I am doing more for myself. And then what yeah, about you, yeah. Trace? To be honest with you, I really didn't do too much but work and run errands and do stuff like that. that mm-hmm. So my week wasn't all that exciting. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It don't have to be. Sure. Not every week is going to be a week filled with adventures. Truth. <laughs> true. 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 <laughs> this is true. Well, then on with the show. show. All right. All right. All right. And now, the love vibration. Welcome to the love vibration. Um, I'm doing something a little different today because there's a, some questions that came in and I felt like, hey, let's address these questions. Yeah, we love <laughs> so, questions. I know. <laughs> the first question, though, is for me. It says, um, hello, I have a question for Tracy. You mentioned in one of your episodes that you were doing no spend April. Then a few episodes back, you mentioned you got a new car. Does that mean the no spend for April is out the window? LOL. (laughs) 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 No, but um, because to me, the car was a necessity because my other car was, and I needed to have a car so I can get to my mom and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, it was a necessity for me, but I have to admit, <laughs> I did not complete the no spin April. Okay. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I will have to start again in May and I will keep you guys posted on how that's going. But I think in May, it's going to be a little bit better than it was for April. <laughs> okay. So, um, that was that question. There's another question here, and this is for all of us. Okay. It says, what is your favorite love song? Oh. <laughs> so let's start. Devin, what is your favorite love song? So randomly, this song popped in my head, so I'm just going to um, keep it. Um, mm-hmm. You guys know that song by Fantasia? I think it's um, called When I See You. When I See yes, You. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never know if you might uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right on time. <laughs> um, hey, <laughs> baby, when I get no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and her little, and she has a unique voice too, so I love yes, her. Little she voice. does. It, she has that soulful voice that yeah, you just she feel does. like mm-hmm. it's in the she spirit, sure and I think the lyrics itself, um, they just spoke to me because sometimes you know. Like she was saying, you know, I, I um, 
look at your picture in the mirror or something. Start to blush when I, somebody says your name. Says yeah, uh, all of that. Was like, I remember being there. Yeah, me too. I remember being there too. That's so funny. Or where you're like writing their initials and doing all that stuff. It's just like that crush mode. I felt like that song was super crushy in a love song, like a first love type of song. So that would pop in my head. Um, Marcy, what's your love song or your favorite love song? Um, Again, so like you just said, it just popped in my head. It would have to be The Sweetest Thing by Lauryn Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is... I'm sitting here cheesing like (laughs) 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 the the, the memories that that song brings. Um, That song is okay. Okay, you said one, but I got another one that just came up too. Okay, Devin, you can have another one too. Tracy, you can do two too. Okay, (laughs) so the other the other one would be um, Jill Scott. You just run across my mind. Oh, I can't yes. sing, but you know. I know exactly which one you're talking about. You have that masculine thing down. Mm-hmm. Shoulders mm-hmm. straight, never slumping, never round. It used to turn me on when you'd walk in the room, across the room, out of the room. I could I could do the whole song. <laughs> but yeah, it's that one you too. Felt that. I felt like that before too. <laughs> Yeah, she's talking about a dude that she's really into and how everything he does, they just fit. But I will say at the end of the song, she does say, but we both know I was never really good for you and you were never really good for me. I just remember what we used to do. Mm. So, you know, but those two songs definitely invoke a feeling I'll say it like that what about you Trace for me you're gonna be surprised it's not a Tina Marie song right now but mm-hmm. um, it's my first love by Renee and Angela not Avant and Kiki and Kiki Wyatt okay yeah no it's Renee and Angela that one I love that one don't get me wrong the other the other two did a good job but nothing can touch Renee and Angela, the passion that they had. I just really love that song, the way it makes me feel. It's like, it's almost like they take you there back to that feeling and how you must have felt. And Mm -hmm. I know you guys heard the other song. Have you heard the one by Renee and Angela or no? Mm-hmm. I haven't personally, so I will I have have. do my homework and listen to it after we record today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have. You have? But yeah, you like the you like the Avant one better, right? Didn't... Um, Kiki White can just sing her face off, so it's like I respect her vocal range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the Renee and Angela, the original too. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, so beautiful. Devin, is was there another song that you wanted to mention? You know it, and it's okay, coming straight it? to you by the Beehive president himself. Uh, um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And I, I swear to you both, you guys would agree. The one plus one song by Beyonce. You one don't know. plus one. When she was I like, know. I don't know much about algebra, but I know that one plus one equals two. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, I might mm-hmm. have to. I might have to listen to it because I don't homework. 
home. Yes. Work. What yes. album is that on? Um, President of the Beehive. Album four, to be to be exact, came out okay. in 2011. Just so y'all okay. know one to reference. <laughs> okay, President. Excuse me. Oh, oh Presidente. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Of the beehive. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Okay, well, since I'm going to give you guys another one, and this one is from Miss Tina Marie, my girl. Mm. Ah, my girl. It's There's two of them, though, but Portuguese Love. I knew it. <laughs> love that song. And Out on a Limb. Mm. Don't think I know Out on a Limb. I don't know that one either. Let me see. No, I think you, if you hear it, I know you're, I'm not going to sing it right now because my voice is not in the mood. Girl, mine cracked too, but that's okay. <laughs> that's why we have an editor. He can go ahead and glaze that. So <laughs> that, Actually, he can put that little blurb in there, like how, you know, out on the limb sounds can. if he wants to. Hey, that's up to him. You know, Thanks, yeah. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those two, like, I love those songs. So Tina Marie, everybody knows that. Marcy knows too, because she, <sighs> that, that time when she told me she transitioned, I was done. I was Yo, done. listen, when me and Tracy, <laughs> I picked Tracy up from her mother's house. We were around the corner and I forgot, I don't know how I forgot that Tracy was the Tina Marie fan, not a fan, the Tina Marie fan. I don't know how I forgot. And I was like, oh, did you hear that? Um, Tina Marie passed away. Tracy swung her head around. She said, what? I said, yeah. And I'm just sitting here trying. She said. She said. She was just screaming at the people on the corner. Looked like, what the hell is going on? Because my car window was down. And then it clicked. Like. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's the Tina Marie fan. <laughs> I was so I was like, happy. I was... To, not oh. because she transitioned, sorry. Oh. Crazy. I was happy that I was able to see her at the um, LA Jazz Fest. Or, it was a San Dimas um, Jazz Fest with my family. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was like a year before she transitioned. Mm. And um, just a little history. I thought she was black. I, I you did? Yeah, well, hello. I'm. I was born in '83, so I wasn't familiar <laughs> with like Rick James and yeah. uh, you know all of that. So when my mom, I believe she had the um, her greatest hits album, and I was just jamming to it, listening to it, and I looked uh -huh. at the cover like, wait, who's that? <laughs> Where'd you get that voice from? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I literally was just listening to her last week as I was cleaning the house, blaring it. Like, no way. I was listening to her in the car this whole weekend, just listening to Tina Marie. Her and music I remember, is timeless, huh? right? Yes. And there was a story that she told that she didn't, when she was younger, she didn't know that she was white until somebody pointed it out to her. Something happened. She was in the car with a black family or something, mm -hmm. friends of hers. And I can't remember the story verbatim, but she mentioned that's when she found out that she wasn't black because she thought she was black all that time. <laughs> she didn't realize that she was white, so 
she's she was all about just like in her song deja vu like she's all about like coming together um you know because she in the song she says she she was a queen with an island of rainbow colored people meaning that everybody there was no worry there was no care there was love ever flowing and feeling yeah. shared that's what she talked about she i just love her i i, I that's my yeah. girl. I, I just found out she was born in um, Santa Monica, California. So she was she grew up around black people. So that's probably why mm-hmm. she didn't realize she wasn't. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't tell you, but <laughs> that's the other people. That's the colonizers. Right. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Okay. There's another question here. This question's for me and Marcy. It says question. Yeah, so this question's for Tracy and Marcy. Did you make it through the no gossip last week? If so, how did you do it? And are you going to continue with the no gossip? Oh. Well, say- <laughs> <laughs> I, well, go ahead. What was you going to say, Tracy? <laughs> I just said we didn't make it. That's all I got. Yeah, we did not make it. Um, but, but I will say this, this is Marcy speaking. We are getting better. And Uh the only, and the only reason why we did not make it is because without saying names, there was something brought to my attention where a person had said something that was supposedly said that was not said. Mm. And when it got back to me. I did tell Tracy, like, girl, so-and-so said da 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 right? <laughs> and so that was a little bit of gossip, I would say, because it was brought to me, even though it was factual, but mm-hmm. still, you know what I mean? So, and because I was so bothered, I think I even shared it with you too, Devin. I was so bothered by it, you know, because it wasn't something that I actually had said or even alluded to. Mm-hmm. So it was bothering me. Um, but that situation ended up working itself out because the person ended up calling me and we ended up talking. As a matter of fact, we talked that day and then she texted me the next day and we talked over text for about an hour, hour and a half. Okay. And and so the person who I supposedly said whatever about, and so, um, we understood that it was the third party. So we did not make it to answer the question. (laughs) Yeah. I love that because, um, it shows growth in yeah. both situations. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <coughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there's one more question, and this one's for Devin. Hi, I want to ask Devin a question. How do you come up with your topics? Um, they said they really love, you know, what you bring to the table about, you know, with the questions and stuff. So how do you come up with that? They wanted to know. Oh. Uh, um, one, thank you. Cause it ain't easy. Just letting y'all know if you, you want to do a podcast, this shit is not easy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of just research certain things. So, um, the last episode where we're talking about self-improvement, I'm working on improving myself. So like I kind of told you guys, I'm going to bring things to the table that I might not know about but I want to share it with you guys. Um, I also look at the news like kind of on my phone or I'll do some TED Talks or I'll look at some TED Talks from YouTube um, to just kind of see what conversations are going on and what I feel would be important. Um, Like this topic that I'm going to talk about today, I think it's important that we kind of 
address certain issues, but in maybe like a little lighter of a situation, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Where it's not so heavy, but I do kind of just look at certain things on TV or the internet or YouTube and trying to figure out um, how I could approach a certain topic. So if I think of something, then I'll go and see if there's a TED talk about it and see like kind of how they're um, coming Mm -hmm coming with the topic and then I'll see how mm-hmm. I can create it for myself and, you know, share it with you both. Um, so then we can have a discussion, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I do it. Oh, that's cool. That's good. That Eat was that. an awesome okay. question. Thanks. <laughs> Shocked me. I thought really? they were going to say, is he still? <laughs> I'm done. Yes, I'm done. I am. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. that's That's what i thought i was like oh please don't be what i think it is (laughs) (laughs) but anyway keep those questions coming you guys um i you know this is really good i am going to continue the journey of uh the love that you know through corinthians 38 through oh my god i can't even remember now corinthians 13 4 through 8 i'm all mixed up So I'm still going to continue that journey, but, you know, I wanted to address these questions because I was like, oh my God, this is fun. So I want to throw that in there. So that will be all for my episode right now. And I bid you all love and light, 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 light. The pause, 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 pause. Perfect. Thank you, Tracy. I love that segment. Um, my segment today on the pause, I want to highlight a nonprofit that was on my radar um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's called the Million Passport Project. Um, so I did talk about the premise of it, but I'll definitely tell you the goal. Um, their goal is to provide 1 million free passports to foster youth, young adults, um, Black and Latinx youth and adults, um, the LGBT community all um, within the age range of 12 to 30 years old. Now, we all know that a passport is used to verify one's country of citizenship. And if traveling outside of your country, it is used to um, regain entry into your country of citizenship. Um, The passport includes a photo, your name, your date of birth, your gender, um, any physical characteristics that um, could be counted out are called out rather, um, basically granting you a safe passage and protection into a foreign country. Um, So there are several different types of traveling um, that you would say. Can you guys think of the um, name, just one of the several different types of traveling? You mean like, like the, like the, like on a cruise? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. um, A luxury travel or a family travel. Like, do you guys are familiar with the different types? I honestly Um, am not because I have been nowhere. So (laughs) I'm not familiar. (laughs) Okay. So that's that's actually something that we'll talk about a little later. So um, there are several different types. So you have business travel where you travel with your job and you conduct Mm -hmm. business um, out of state. Or you do a solo travel, um, which Mm -hmm. I did my first one um, when I turned 36. I went to New York for a week by myself. Um, If you know anything about a Libra, um, we can tend to be indecisive. So it was interesting for me to make decisions for myself 
um, and keep certain time tracks. So I did some touring. I did certain things that I wanted to do, but I was on my time and it kind of felt, it felt good. And then it felt a little scary to be honest. Um, you also do trips with your friends. So you travel with your friends or you do the family travel, like I mentioned, or you travel with the group. Um, and the group could be like, you know how they have that app where, forget the name of it, but depending on your interest. So say, Marcy, you're looking for um, groups that like to go hiking. You can mm-hmm. be a part of that hiking group and you guys all meet up and go on like a hiking it, trip. I was going to say, are you talking about meet up? There's an yeah, app called that's meet- it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Um, so someone mentioned that to me as far as like, cause I like to play tennis and they're like, you could probably find people and meet up and do it that way. So those are the several different types of traveling. So get that kind of in your head. So now I just want to ask you guys a few questions, five questions, actually. Um, at what age did you get your, your passport or do you have your passport? I do not. Okay. I don't have one. I got mine. Do I have to say my age? Um, um, no, you can say you were a, a kid, teenager, or an adult. Actually, it was like two years ago. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, Marcy, so since you don't have your passport, have you ever thought about obtaining mm-hmm. it or getting it? Yes, I, me and my cousin, shout out Maisha, we're t- we want to go to Africa. So we've really been like, pra- I'm planning a trip to Africa. I had a date set to go get my passport and everything. And then my boss took my PTO day away from me. So I couldn't get it. I it was on the calendar and everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, to kind of answer my my own question, I was 30 years old when I got my first passport. Um, however, I was 24 when I traveled abroad. Um, at that time, mm-hmm. you just needed your social security and you're able to in birth certificate mm-hmm. and you're able to travel. Um, so, Tracy, I know you have yours. Um, do you have any stamps in your passport? No, I do not. OK, <laughs> not yet. Not, Not yet. yet, but you will. Um, yes, the first, I guess, stamp that I received was um, when I went to Jamaica. So I went to Jamaica okay. on my 30th birthday. And you talk about different travel, um, different um, types of trips. I did a travel with the friends. So I had mm-hmm. two good friends that I worked with at Bank of America, Rylan and Shy. Um, and they were so gun hold to come spend my birthday with me. And now I'm looking at this particular topic and kind of understanding the different travel types. I was pretty blessed to have those friends come with me and celebrate mm-hmm. with me. Ben, you know, that money. Um, I know one of them didn't have a passport, so they got their passport. You know, they did all of that to celebrate with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's important for people of color to travel outside of the United States and why? I, yes. I, excuse me. Go ahead, Tracy. Go ahead, Tracy. Oh. Okay. Um, I do because it helps them expand themselves and get to see different cultures, how, you know, other people live and you get to, you know, meet different people. You're expanding yourself. So I think it is important that um, people of color do travel outside. I do too. I agree. Um, What about you, Marcy? Yeah, basically the same. You're going to learn for me personally, 
I want to learn about my roots, which is why me and my cousin want to go to Africa. Okay. Um, specifically West part of Africa. Um, I think it's important for you to know where you came from and know what the ancestors did and you know, just to step foot in the motherland as they say, you know, (laughs) and just learn about different cultures. Um, because here we don't learn about that. You know what I'm saying? They teach us American, I guess, history, but that's not our history. You know what I'm saying? Even the little part of ours that it is, is not accurate. So, yeah, I think it's important to step outside of these walls, if you will, to learn the truth about who you are and where you came from, as well as other our brothers and sisters of the 12 different tribes that are out there uh, and Mm -hmm. just learning about their culture and and what they do and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with both of you guys. Um, I recall I had a student um, and she lived in L.A. and you, if you guys aren't familiar, um, the Los Angeles area, South, South LA, um, is not too far from Hollywood, California. And she said she'd never been to Hollywood. She's 20, she was like 25 at the time. She's never been to Hollywood. She's never stepped outside of her community in Los Angeles. Oh my. So when I thought about that, I was like, wow, it is definitely important for us people of color to travel abroad and also outside of your community. You don't want to become a product of your community because that's all you see. And typically in these areas, if you're living like maybe like, quote unquote, they would say like the hood or something like that, you see the same things. You see the liquor stores on every corner. You see the mm-hmm. man that's always going there. You probably see the lady that's probably strung out on on drugs or things like that. So you really don't get a full sense of the world in, in general. So being mm-hmm. able to travel abroad, like Tracy was saying, it allows you to see different cultures. It allows you to experience different things, different foods, um, hear different languages, understand mm-hmm. how other people are living, And maybe that can improve your living process as well, or open up different ideas to what you want to do career wise. Like personally, I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, What if that person wants to be a teacher and they never knew they had that opportunity, say, to teach in the Dominican? So Mm -hmm. when I went to the Dominican with my family, we got to experience seeing some of the kids in the community. And we went to an actual elementary school and we were able to um, play dodgeball with these kids and get to actually talk to them and see their mm-hmm. classrooms and see how the the area does reach out to Americans to come help teach English classes or things like that. So traveling does expand your view of the world and gives you another opportunity to Make a connection outside of your normal area, which will then hopefully develop you in a way that will help you in your future. Mm-hmm. Now, another question, and Marcy, you kind of touched on this, um, but I kept seeing this online. And the question was, why do you think Black people do not travel to the African continent? Um, me, another part, my thought is, what they portray on the television you know they portray it as like it's so poor and downtrodden and the flies on the babies and you know like 
you know, like the Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin commercial. Oh, that's the dogs. That's true. Never mind. That's the dogs. But you know what I'm saying? flies. You know what I'm saying? They play the sad music and they see the baby eating the mush out of the bowl and the flies on him and he looks like a little skeleton. So people are like, why would I want to go see that? That's sad. But that that does happen. But there's so much more. So, you know, the tell lie vision tells us what they want us to know to keep us away. But that's actually the richest continent. And what I don't mean rich as far as I'm talking about as far as what it produces. So Mm -hmm. I think because of what we see on TV and we don't really educate ourselves, people don't go. Yeah, I agree. Trace? I know that um, I heard, and this is so interesting because one of the YouTubers I look at, her name is Lisa Marie Goodson. She's doing big things in Ghana right now. Okay. She's been there like a little bit over a year. She's got her little own, you know, her little, her little uh, boutique going and everything. Anyway, that's besides the point. That wasn't the question, but um, a lot of people feel that people in Africa don't, don't like black Americans. And she, the reason why I mentioned her is because she is the one who said that is not true. They welcome us there. But I, I know I have been told that too, that black, like uh, African people don't like black Americans. Oh. So that kind of deters me. Like, why would I want to go somewhere where you don't like me? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, that, and, and, but we, our skins look the same, but you don't, you know, right. it doesn't make sense. So I heard that yeah. too, Tracy. And um, in my opinion, I do think like, what Marcy was saying, we've been conditioned to have a negative perception on the continent, and th- which was designed to keep our minds from expanding and exploring the beauty of Africa. Just like Marcy was saying, there's so many gems and so much um, things that are being produced just from the earth that you mm-hmm. have all these people trying to get over there to get some um, whatever oil or whatever they're trying to obtain. Diamonds. Yeah, diamonds. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting that that question kept coming up when I was looking at passports and even the question as far as um, Africans not really caring for um, the African-Americans. Um, I'm glad you debunked that or um, your friend, not your friend, but the lady from Ghana was able to debunk that and say, like, no, they're super welcoming. I've seen um, some friends or associates rather that actually went because um, I think we talked about it, Ghana had this big event um, for the um, slavery, kind of like an anniversary for the the slavery. Mm -hmm. And a few of my friends went and they just talked about how beautiful it is and how friendly everyone is and how they got a new sense of themselves. And those are the type of um, excursions and adventures that I want to Mm -hmm. experience. Me too. Um, so I was actually talking to some friends and I was thinking, you know, when you think of travel, t- typically you're like, oh, I want to go to the islands. I want to go here. I want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. from what we've been taught, like Marcy was saying, the television, um, they'll keep us in this particular rim where we don't reach out because they all they want to keep us at this particular level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they feel like if we do make that connection with Africa, we would have a whole new sense of pride that they're not ready for. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys think of your bucket list and 
locations that you want to travel? What besides Africa, Marcy, what's one um, location that's on your list? St. Lucia. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Jade Mountain Resort specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my it's, I, it's on my computer at home. It's on my computer at work. Because if you see it, you can achieve it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, St. Lucia for sure. For okay. sure. Uh Trace. Morocco. Oh yeah. I do remember you telling me that. I want to um, go to Morocco. <laughs> I've been thinking about it because um, I think I talked about Thailand being one of the locations that I wanted to go to. Um, Now I really want to focus on traveling to Africa and finding Mm -hmm. a spot or location that I want to start with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think of traveling, they think, oh my gosh, there's so much money, right? Mm -hmm. First thing that that comes to your head. Um, This is something my dad told me. What are you working for? Are you working to pay your bills? Are you working to live a life? So we have to manage our money, like I talked about in one of the previous episodes. If you um, aren't familiar, look up Tiffany Alici. Um, She's on YouTube. She talks about how you manage money, how you can improve your credit, all of that kind of stuff, which will be beneficial, especially if you're interested in traveling. Um, when you do travel, do you go through like a travel agent or do you try to book on your own? Well, I don't um, go nowhere. <laughs> I would do, I would, <laughs> I would do both. I would, I would try both to see what I would better deal I would get. Okay. So a tip, and I'll give this to everyone. So I've traveled frequently, not as much as I would like. Um, but I use, um, the site called vacation express, um, and it allows you to um, make payments. So if you live, you want to stay in a resort, you can make payments on that resort until it's what time What is it called you. again, Devin? It's called vacationexpress.com. Express. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, because this is a way for people who have that idea in their head that traveling is too expensive. It's a way for you to make plans to travel. So like Marcy was saying, she had set a date. She had everything planned out. But then things fell through work-wise where she couldn't achieve that but we all could make plans so we all love i hope we all do um love to celebrate our birthdays it's your special day that could be a start set that birth date as the date that you want to start to travel and when you go to that website it has different locations i believe even they have saint lucia jamaica um Mm -hmm. cancun they have so many different locations just find where you want to go and start making payments or putting money aside. Maybe you can join um, the No Spend Challenge for May with Tracy and start (laughs) saving money to go towards that trip. Because again, traveling to new places and and going on exciting adventures can be life-changing. So Mm -hmm. the Millionaire or the Million Passport Project has a goal to provide, again, 1 million passports to help, um, help people and youth travel to expand their mind. Cause think if you are in a foster home, how likely are you to even go to Magic Mountain or go to Disneyland or go to these places that are local? Um, mm-hmm. So just think about giving them that opportunity to travel abroad, how that can change their lives and what they can do mm-hmm. and bring back to other foster youth or make maybe they'll start a business and that will improve 
how they see themselves in the world. Maybe they don't feel apart. And our, I would say our counterparts, they probably travel from, they probably had a passport at five. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you look at us, I got mine's at 30, Tracy two years ago, Marcy, you're still trying to get yours. <laughs> <laughs> the shade <laughs> but I do think this um, mission is important um, I've actually um, I'm going to donate um, to kind of help so you can go to the website it's one the number one million passport project.com you can sign up anyone that identifies with the previous population so again that's if they are um, foster youth, um, young adult, black and Latinx youth, um, a part of the LGBT community, all within the age range of 12 and 30. So if you know anybody that could benefit from this program, they do not have to pay a dime. They're gonna be receiving a free passport um, from their sponsor and the goal is when that person does travel that they send a what do they call those um postcard or whatever from Mm -hmm. the location Mm -hmm. that they're at so that person you know feels a little feels feels good about their contribution to the project Mm -hmm. um you can also go to the website and look up the sponsorship packages and see which one um, you're able to do. Again, we're all in some type of financial situation. So if you do have it, it's great to give back. Um, you will definitely see the benefit of it. Um, if you need more information, you can reach me on Instagram at NinoB83, or you can email us at 2LGThePodcast at Gmail. And I'll make sure that I get you in contact with the project manager. And that way you can ask any detailed questions that you might have. They're also on Instagram. You can just look up Million Passport Project and um, start following them. And actually go to the website if you're able to. I'll put the information within the description box. So you can just click on the description and get straight to the website. But again, um, until we're all equally balanced, you can catch me next week on the pause, pause, pause. And now, metaphysics with Marcy. Peace, you guys. This is Marcy. Hey, Mars. Hey. <laughs> hey. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> that was okay, like a so come hither type of hey. It was like hey. <laughs> I was channeling my mom. Hi, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this week on Metaphysics with Marcy, we are going to talk about shadow work. Um, Are you all, are you guys, okay. So sorry. I was going to say, are you guys familiar with it? Well, but no, no, you're not. (laughs) So shadow work is simply our shadow. Basically, it's the unconscious part of us. Well, actually, the unconscious part of our brain, not just us, that drives a large amount of our behavior. So um, an example of that might be from our past, like triggers, deep-seated habits, emotional patterns. So these things live in that part of our brain. Mm -hmm. So um, you might be picking the same type of partner because of your shadow. Mm. So something that happened in your past makes you pick the same kind of thing or, or, or a partner, or let's say 
you're afraid of the dark. I mean, I'm just throwing something out there. Something that happened in your past that you haven't dealt with that's in this part of your brain. Whenever you're in a dark room, it triggers that traumatic um, experience that you had back in the day. And you just avoid going in dark rooms because of it. But now it's time for us to unpack those bags and figure out what's going on. So shadow work, quite simply, is just the inner work that must be done for us to progress in our spiritual lives. That's it. We have to know our past and how it's affecting us in our future or our present, rather, I should say. So anyone that has done shadow work, the more you do, the more you're going to continue to do because you're going to continue unpacking bags that, you know, you don't even really recognize why they're there. It, like one that I can, I'd like to share and be very candid with everybody is um, when I was younger, I was a very, very good athlete. And my dad um, made me the very good athlete. But as a result of that, <clears throat> there's certain things that about me, like um, I'm very tomboyish right now today. I'll say it like that. Like I have, I've told you guys how many pairs of Jordans I have. I collect Jordans. It's 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 just me. And when I look back, I look back at, and, and I'm, I'm saying this as an example of my youth because I was such a good athlete. My dad always bought me the best athletic equipment. So my shoes, my bat, my glove, my basketball, everything was top, top shelf. Right now today, my shoes are top, top shelf, mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, that's not a bad thing to, you know, be a tomboy or wear the top shoes, but I know where it comes from. It stems from my past. So it would be the same thing as like, um, maybe picking men that have mother issues or something like that. If you consistently do that, you have to go back, do your shadow work and look at why are you picking this type of man over and over again? So in other words, someone may, may have felt like they didn't have, I don't know, uh, a motherly figure maybe when they were younger. And for you, the person who's receiving this person, maybe you were lacking something and that's why you choose the same person over and over and over. Do you guys know of, and you don't have to share, but do you know of something that you think like, okay, I might want to look at myself and think about why it is that I do that? Devin. I do. Um, when you mm -hmm. mentioned picking the same partners mm -hmm. over and over again, I think I do that. I think I fall for people's story Mm -hmm. And with my big heart, I'm like, oh, just like, come here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can help. I can do this. Um, in reality, I really can't help. <laughs> to mm -hmm. be honest, you have to help <laughs> yourself. So um, until you get to that point, then technically I shouldn't be dealing with you in a relationship way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it always tends to backfire on me where I would stay in a relationship, try to make things work, even though my conscious is saying, this isn't it, Devin. Like these are mm -hmm. the, like, I'm seeing the signs, but I'm mm -hmm. still like, oh, but I love hard. I do this and I can mm -hmm. make, you know, this work. So I stay in relationships years longer than what they should be. And in mm -hmm. retrospect, now that I look at it, I'm 37 and I feel like I wasted my twenties in these fake ass relationships, just to be real. 
Mm-hmm. Wasting time. Like, okay, I could have been doing something different with this time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trace? Um, I'm going to take you back to basically the not being able to express myself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like um, feeling like people didn't, like when I wanted to say something, they didn't want to hear what I had to say. They would, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about them or it's like they would cut me off and dismiss me or whatever. So um, that's something that is there. And it's like, that's why sometimes I get quiet. What happened? I'm sometimes still here. I get, okay. Sometimes I get quiet and, you know, I just listen to people because I'm so, I was used to doing that because mm-hmm. people would always cut me off. And I, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that one for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the more we unpack our bags, the deeper we will grow in our spirituality because you're learning mm-hmm. more about yourself. You're not just knowing that there's an issue, but I'm going to leave that issue there. You're actually doing the shadow work. You're actually looking at something that might keep you from being your greatest self and keeping you from something that you may deserve because you have a limiting belief about yourself. You have a limiting belief about what you can achieve. And, you know, with that comes habits and triggers and, Mm. you know, things like that. So For me, I believe that shadow work is the most important part of expanding our consciousness. And next week's show, I'm going to talk about consciousness and what it is because all of us are so woke these days is what everybody I'm woke. I, you know, but are you, we're going to find out next week. Shadow Mm -hmm. work will tell you doing your shadow work will tell you just how deep and how conscious you actually are. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. So as you work with doing the shadow work of yourself, you're going to bring up fears. You're going to bring up anxieties. You're going to bring up anger and outbursts that you may have. It's going to actually reveal why you have these things, but you actually have to get really, really real with yourself. And the best way to do it would be through journaling and writing down certain things um, that you don't have to share with anybody. You can just keep with yourself. For me, like I I mentioned before, I tend to deal with the same type of man. I tend to, and when I look back, every one of them has had a mother issue where they did not get along with their mother. The father was not in the picture. I mean, literally not everyone, but everyone I had a deep relationship with like years. Um, Yeah. They had, their mother issues, their dad was not present. And usually I was the person that was the breadwinner or making more money than they were. I'll put it like that. If they were, if they were working, (laughs) you know, and for some reason I tend to choose, excuse me, choose that type of man. So I had to look at myself and be like, okay, you are choosing a man that needs help. So what about you wants to feel needed? Mm. Why do you have to feel like you need to be needed? And Mm -hmm. that's the bag that I'm currently unpacking right now because I never really looked at it like I need to be needed. I looked at it like I like to help. And it could be that too. I just like to help. Why is it? Why do you want to help everyone to the detriment of you? Mm -hmm. So 
I'm not going to share what I'm coming up with just yet. I will eventually, because I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's very important for me to find that out because it's going to help me figure out who Marcy is. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things that I did was say, okay, what am I feeling and why am I feeling this way? You got to ask yourself some really hard questions and you have to get really real with yourself. Again, you don't have to share this with anybody, but you got to live with you for the rest of this journey. So why not try to be the best you and be as real as you can be with yourself? So as I said, journaling is exceptionally useful for shadow work because as we investigate our emotional tendencies, we'll be able to see patterns as we start writing stuff down. And you can go back and look and see like, oh, okay, two weeks ago I said this. Now I'm saying this. Look at how those correlate to each other. It's hard work, you guys. I'm not even going to sit here and act like it's been easy for me because, like I said, I have been one who, and I'm going to start crying just because I'm a person who um, I like to help people to the detriment of me. I will give you my last, I will give you my last dollar. I'll give you the last shirt off of my back. I'll give you whatever it is that I feel will help you because I'm going to be okay. That's what I know about me. I'm a hustler. I'm going to do what I have to do, but I don't know if you're going to be okay. But I tend to attract people who are users who don't really necessarily really give a damn about Marcy, but what Marcy can do for them. So in doing my shadow work, I'm learning why I'm doing that. And it's not the easiest thing to deal with, but it's helping me become stronger in other areas of my life and realizing what I need to put down and what I need to strengthen about myself. Devin. I was going to say, when you first started, you mentioned um, just kind of being afraid of like the dark or certain situations. Um, It kind of sounds like shadow work would help people who have postpartum traumatic syndrome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because you are unpacking um, a lot of things analytically, um, which is psychological, right? Yeah. I think what's interesting is I never really heard of shadow work and for someone that's just getting into it, and I'm I'm thankful that you're bringing this to the podcast today. Um, besides journaling, what are some other ways that you can kind of either determine if you need to do the shadow work or how to start that process if journaling isn't something that you're big, big in? So we all know if we sat down with ourselves, what our shortcomings are, if we're being real with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to sit and speak to somebody else, like a counselor or like Devin, you're very close with your sister, Tracy, you're very close with your brother. Um, It's basically knowing that there's a part of you that needs healing 
and being ready to do the work. We know, it's just like I tell everybody, you know when you owe somebody money. You didn't forget you owe me $5. I gave I it to you last week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know certain things about yourself. Now, you might ignore them and put them to the back, but it's going to be up to you to actually want to get real with yourself and be better and grow. Mm-hmm. So some other modalities you can use would be like crystals. So for me, the crystals that I'm choosing to use during my shadow work are labradorite. Um, selenite is aura cleansing. Um, fluorite brings self-confidence. Um, sodalite brings peaceful peace to your surroundings, serenity. And amethyst, obviously, to connect to source energy, um, balance, and stress relief. Uh, you also can use <laughs> herbs and different resins like sage. Sage will clear your space and help bring about positive energy so that you can express yourself freely. Lavender releases stress. Just if you're feeling anxious from what's going on inside of you internally. We all had a conversation before we started recording, you guys, and... That that in a way was doing shadow work mm-hmm. because we unpacked something that 2LG yep. was going through as a group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was productive. You know, I feel lighter. No, after, like after the release um, that right. we all kind of had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that weight is off of you i think it Mm -hmm. like you were saying you kind of stop the judgment of yourself and you Mm -hmm. open up and be honest and i was able to do that which i didn't think i would be able to with you both which is weird right that Mm -hmm. we've been working with each other for so long that i felt like i couldn't say say certain things Mm -hmm. well i think it was also the nature of what we were talking about the topic because we kind of are on both sides of the fence where mm-hmm. that's concerned. So it probably made you feel like that. But if you have a friend and you know that they're a friend, there should be nothing that you cannot discuss. Right. You know what I mean? Without, um, cause we could be on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. and still, still discuss it. Excuse me. Right. <coughs> and I think that's me. one of the benefits that um, Tracy and I have as a Libra um, where we utilize our scales in that way, where we're able to understand certain situations without. And I think some people feel like you're not really making a stance. Um, but it's the fact that I am able to, um, how would you say, both, kind of show of compassion them. for both experiences. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everyone's experience is meaningful in their own right. And especially how you interpret interpret things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's the same thing with the Gemini. I mean, we have two sides. People like to call us two-faced, but it's just because y'all don't really know a Gemini. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some. But for the most part, Geminis are like Libras. We, You guys have two sides of the scales. We have two sides where we mm-hmm. can see both sides of, well, I do see what you're saying, but dang, I kind of see what you're saying too. So it's like, but the difference between a Libra and a Gemini excuse me i don't know where all this coughing is coming from um i'm gonna just keep it real and y'all can attack me if you want to i don't care for (laughs) you other libras out there listening you guys don't really take a stance to me whereas like a gemini is gonna be like it's that 
I see what you're saying, but it's this. You guys are kind of like, it is that, but it's also this too, Marcy. And the Gemini is like, no, it's that. Yeah, it is that, but it's definitely this. You see the difference? Um, kind of, sort of, <laughs> but of course I'm a Libra, so I'm going to also tell you why you probably feel that way <laughs> as far as we're not making a decision. Um, mm -hmm. Prime example, um, I think there was a situation that when we were in office <laughs> and Tracy had a, a different opinion and you had a different opinion. Um, but me being the third person and listening in, I'm like, that is definitely a valid point. And that's also a valid point. Um, I think the Libra's goal in as far as being balanced is to ensure that we can connect those two and keep everything at like a, a even playing field. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily saying, I know a lot of people say, oh, we're indecisive and things like mm -hmm. that. And true, granted, like I just mentioned, when I went to New York, I was kind of like, do I want to go to Dallas barbecue or do I want to go see the podcast people that I listen to? Like where I didn't know what to do, but that's a struggle with me personally. So if I mm -hmm. was asked, hey, Devin, what is your stance on this? I'm going to give you my stance, but if there's already a discussion going on and I'm able to, like a debate and I'm able to hear both, I might be like, okay, pro side. Okay. Con side. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm able to see the value in both points. <laughs> um, but I'm here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Libra. Libras. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Libras. They see the value of both points, but they don't make a, def a def definitive decision. Do we Sometimes. if we see no points? Sometimes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. He said, do we if we see both sides? That's not a definitive de decision. No, and there's nothing wrong with it, but because you we're all air signs, mm -hmm. we're changeable. We uh, Gemini's as well, we're changeable, Aquarius as well, meaning we can adapt to whatever situation that we're put in. We can see everything like air, we change with the scene that we're put in. But you leave us, oh, oh. I love y'all though, for real. Oh, <laughs> I just read something interesting about <laughs> Gemini's that I probably didn't know. Um, so they're blabbermouths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this what we doing? Because we can do this. No, but it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> they said they love to tell stories um, in line with their symbol, Gemini or whatever. I just wanted to know why um, people confuse the twins with being two separate personalities um, mm -hmm. and how that would relate to... Um, you currently doing your shadow work if you are kind of having like struggles with say your twin one's telling you to 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 do this and maybe the other one is telling you to surrender um your thoughts or negative thoughts about yourself so then is that causing you um more hardship when you're trying to complete the shadow work that you're doing no, um, for Gemini's, the twins is a personality. So today, I'm not even going to say today. Right now, mm -hmm. I could be completely peaceful. But then, like that, I could be pissed off, too. Okay. So it, it just, it could be something I've heard, something I smelled, something I taste, and it can just switch our mood just like that. Mm -hmm. Is um, So, you know, last week you mentioned to us about um, Riki and how you got your um i was about to say degree 
certification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seeing how um, shadow work is analytical and it could be new to people. Are there um, like tutorials that we can kind of like look up to make sure we're doing the right thing? Yeah, and what I can do is I will um, post it on our Instagram and our Facebook page. I'll, I'll do a post after we uh, go live with the show to show you guys. Like, there's an outline of what you can, there's certain questions you can ask yourself just to get yourself started so that you put yourself on the right path. I'll also list some crystals and herbs that you can use that will help in opening you up to help you express herb. yourself more freely. I'm a good herb. <laughs> I know one too. It's called cannabis sativa. I was but thinking it, more of sage, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not I was me. thinking basil. I'm just kidding. Or in the couch, one of those. <laughs> she said I was thinking basil. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. But uh, I'm going to close this out by saying this. Remember that your shadow self is like a little kid version of you because this all happened. This all started when we were younger in our youth. Okay. It wants to be loved. It wants to be at peace and it wants to be acknowledged. So as you work with your shadow self, keep these things in mind and love yourself through the process. Love yourself through your errors. Love yourself through the things that you're like, dang, why did I do that? But you know what? Those errors that you may have made made you you. They make you you. Like I sometimes think back to the, the journey of me having my child at 17. And <clears throat> back then, how devastating it was for my family because I wasn't able to go off and play softball at UCLA or basketball at USC or softball at Ham. I mean, I literally could have went anywhere and how that did not happen. But what did happen is I have this phenomenal human being in my life. That's my child, Andrea. Um, so I look back at that time and how much I struggled, but I it also built the hustler that is me. Because I will do anything, not anything, but I will do almost anything to make sure that I have a roof over my head, my parents are well taken care of, my daughter's well taken care of, my brother's well taken care of, my sister and nieces and nephews are well taken care of. I will hustle. I will do whatever it is I have to do. And I attribute that to my youth and having a child young and having to provide for her. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. had to learn to be gentle with myself and not beat myself up too much for letting my dad down after all those years of coaching and all the coaches I had. I have to be gentle with myself. So, and also, just kudos to you, the daughter that you do have, and I know you. We mentioned her before, graduate of UCLA, mm -hmm. um, in the process of completing her, um, getting her lawyers, her um, law degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, she went to UCLA. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. almost like that's not your twin, but that's like a product of you. You, you're mm -hmm. smart. You had those opportunities. Um, you may not have been able to do everything sports-wise that you wanted to do, but look mm -hmm. at where you are, educated, mm -hmm. degrees, your daughter mm -hmm. the same way. So mm -hmm. although you had her young, and that's something that we all have to think about, age, which I wanted to mention in my segment, even though um, you don't have your passport now or you just got yours two years ago or I got mine when I was 30, the opportunity is still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, there's no time like the present or when you feel you're ready. 
Um, mm-hmm. We got to get out of that um, era where, oh, you're 21. This is what you should be doing. Oh, you're 25. Mm-hmm. You should be here. Oh, you're 30. You should be here. The times and the ages are what kind of um, defeats people from completing goals, even though they feel like I should have did this years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Time is of the essence, I'll say. And that's yes. why I always say that I'm, I am know that I'm still going to do things. I mean, I'm going to just be a little bit older when I do it, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to do the things that I want to do. There you go. There you go. And, and it's society that places those limits on us that you're supposed to have a baby by 20 or, or married mm-hmm. by 22, a baby by 24, a house by 28. And uh, that's not necessarily the path that all of us are meant to take. And exactly. again, we have to be gentle with ourselves because we're not living societal standards. We're living our right. own standard and that's mm-hmm. okay. Amen. So that's all I have for my segment. Do you guys have anything for me? Um, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I bid you all peace. What's on your radar? What's on my radar? 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 You asked me what's on my radar for real? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what's on my radar. Actually, this is going to be so bad, but right now I'm just, (laughs) I have been so tired. I haven't even really had anything on my radar, really. So Uh -uh. that's (laughs) really, (laughs) I just been like, (laughs) she said, I've been so tired. Ain't nothing on my radar. Nothing at all. Okay. Well, I know that's right. Uh, what's on your radar, Devin? Um, so I have um actually this popped in my head. I had two things um on my radar. There are TV shows, the finales for Snowfall and the finale for Drag Race. Um, season 13. I think those were two um, great finales. I think you should watch. But what's really on my radar after this weekend is friendship. And even after our discussion that we had earlier today, um, the importance of friendship in communication. Um, You really never know what anybody is going through. Um, And like you guys know, I could put on a smile and, you know, Fake the funk like everything is okay, but deep down inside, I could be going through something. Um, So I just want to call out the fact that you can pick up your phone, text, FaceTime, or do something um, to keep your friendship strong. Um, And lack of communication could definitely break those friendships. So friendships is on my radar um, this week. What about you, Marcy? What's on my radar is the pink super full moon that we are experiencing tonight. So super full moon. I never mm -hmm. heard of that. Yeah. So the farmer's almanac, they name it different moons. It's really only called the pink super full moon because it was named after the first pink flower of the season. Oh, okay. So um, it's tonight. Get your crystals out. Set your intentions. This full moon is in Scorpio. So 
a bunch of y'all gonna be some hoes this evening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what they say about Scorpios? Love all y'all, but you know, they say no, right. but <laughs> but for real, this um this full moon is gonna bring about emotions, lots of emotions. Oh my purging. god. Well, yep. sorry. Yes. yes. <laughs> Lots of emotions yeah. and purging of things that are not serving you, okay. but specifically high, high, high emotions because it's located in the house of Scorpio. So, um, yeah, if you are feeling tired, emotional, drained, um, just ir- irritated for like no reason, it's the full moon. Okay. And just accept it, recognize what's going on, and release it. Get your crystals out. You put some water in a glass, set it on the windowsill under the full moon. Tomorrow, drink you some infused moonlight water. You will, I mean, you guys probably think it sounds weird, but I promise you, it's you true. will, it's truth. It changes you. It changes you. Um, it tastes you, different. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. No, <laughs> please. No say it say that it does it tastes different it makes you feel different uh i mean i wouldn't say put it outside because you know my little bugs and stuff might get in it but if you could set it on a windowsill where the moon might come in and it's the same thing with crystal water don't mm-hmm. put crystals that dissolve like selenite but if you infuse a, a glass of water with a crystal and then set it under the moonlight let me tell you it's the best thing you could ever want to do for yourself. So you guys get into it. Get you a full Make moon sure meditation. Make sure the crystals are clean, please. Yeah, please clean them. Because you don't <laughs> want dust particles all in your water. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, you're putting the crystals in, in the water? Crystal-infused water. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you just put the, like, I'm sorry, go ahead, Trace. It's best to put it in glass. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I thought you were just saying like a, a regular cup of water, like just put it in the windowsill. But you put your crystal. You could. You oh, could okay. you could you could just do water uh, and mm-hmm. have it infused by the moonlight, or you could do a crystal infused by the moonlight. That's gonna be even more powerful. Okay. Because now I'm you've got charged that. water with the crystal on top of the moonlight, charging that charged water with the crystal Ooh. in it. So okay. yeah. I'm going to use my Labradorite water bottle and set it on the sill because the moon is right here outside my window. So, yeah, get into it, you guys. I don't care if it's just a five-minute meditation. By the time you guys hear this recording, we will still be in the full moon meditation because the full moon is actually at 1227 a.m. So that means it'll still be here by Wednesday when you guys hear this. Wow, okay. Um, That's that's on my radar. (laughs) Um... <laughs> Bum. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yes. Right. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Dark chocolate. <laughs> well, that's all we got for you guys. This <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Make sure you can always, always send us a message, DM us on um, IG with um, two Libras and a Gemini. And also on Facebook, two Libras and a Gemini, the podcast.
We appreciate you guys continuing to listen to us and stay with us. And we look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.